my life be a light to some soul give me souls for my heart my life be on fire shining out to the world as a guide help me rescue someone sinking now with no hope that in heaven we shall ever abide let my life be a light shining out through the night may i help struggling one to the fold spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and alone let my life be a light to some Praise the Lord that we have that light to shine, the enlightenment of the Scriptures to us by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. All right. As you know, for quite some time now, we've been teaching on the importance of God's Word to God's child, the importance of recognizing uh, the path that we've been put on, recognizing the world that we live in and the enemy that not only dwells in this world but below god's ultimate control of course controls this world this world's system it's important that we recognize that because as paul uh, pointed out in ephesians 6 the armor of god has been provided for us to stay on this path because there is an enemy, an active enemy. He's the same enemy that lied uh, in the Garden of Eden. He's the same enemy that deceived Eve. He's alive and well today, but we've read the book and we know that his days are numbered and he shall be cast away. He has already been defeated by the Son of God who came to this earth and walked this perfect path and he paved the way for us. God's word is so important to us because it is a light that shines in a dark place. Turn with me to Second Peter chapter 1. And we did look at this last week. And we're, Lord willing, going to go a little further this week than we did. Second Peter chapter 1. All right, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. I want us to realize that this word is for us. The study that we've been on is the importance of it to us, being God's child, being a follower of Jesus Christ, being the one who's been predestined by the Creator of all things and all persons to be conformed to that perfect image of He who walked in this corrupt world yet without sin. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in this present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Being in God's Word daily 
does exactly this. It puts us in remembrance of what God has done for us, what God is doing for us, the sure and perfect promises that God has made for us in our future. Verse 14, knowing that shortly I must be put... I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory, where there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that you take heed. What is this word of prophecy that we're told here that we would do well to take heed to? It's the word of God, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. We do well that we take heed to it as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. That's why we need God's word so desperately in our minds, in our hearts, in our actions, in our lives to direct the way we think, to give us the strength to control our thoughts because we are in a dark place. We are in a world that emphasizes anything that's against Jesus Christ. They not only emphasize it, they beat it into the minds of our children, don't they? Anything that goes against Jesus Christ, they're all for. This is a sure word of prophecy. And we do well, he says, that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. This too is a sure word of prophecy, isn't it? Lord Jesus is coming back. He's coming back and he's coming back soon. All right. So, last week we talked a little bit about this dark place. And we realized that we profit from God's Word and we partake of God's Word when our eyes are open to discern, to realize and understand the true character of this dark world that we live in. It's important that we don't stick our head in the sand, if you will, and ignore what's going on around us. It's important that we realize what's going on and who's behind it because we are in a battle and it is a spiritual battle and the enemy is wickedness in high places. That means with strength, that means with authority that God has given, of course. But praise the Lord And we read last week, I believe it was, that he has overcome the world. In this world, this is another promise. A statement from Jesus Christ is a promise, by the way. Because everything he says is truth. He is the way, the truth, and life. 
He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. In other words, in this world, you're going to be fighting a battle because you don't belong here. Home is not where you're from. It's a place you're going to. So we saw that basically the world, and when I say the world uh, in this lesson, I'm talking about the world system that directs people through all kind of means. It was pretty much always Hollywood, and now it's pretty much social media on our phones and our tablets and our computers that instigate these ways of life where it's already been said this morning, where in the mind of man, remember, good is bad and bad is good now. Wrong is right now. Why? Because we said it was. You see, that's the mindset of the fallen nature, isn't it? It is. And the world uh, is the organized kingdom of the carnal mind. Why? is everything in our societies, and this is worldwide, against the true and living God. Why? Well, this is the reason. Because the world is an organized kingdom of the carnal mind, of fallen man, separated from God. Not only does he not comprehend God, he's unable to in and of himself, you see. And of course, Romans 8 tells us that the carnal mind is fallen against God. Enmity against God is what Paul says. And dig into that. That's, that's hatred. That's hatred from the heart right there. Enmity against God. There's your baseline for what has built, developed this world system that's so against God. It's basically the natural man in his human nature saying, I will not have anyone rule over me. I'm the boss of my life. I'll decide what's right or wrong. And that's exactly where our world system is today, isn't it? The world system will tell you if it feels good to you, must be good. Well, that is diametrically opposed to God's Word, isn't it? God's way is right always. It's always right. Uh, I quoted something from Pink last week. I'm going to quote this again because it's a little deep. The world is fallen human nature that is acting itself out in the human family. And it's fashioned, fashioning the framework of human society in accord with its own human fallen tendencies. That's what we're up against. My whole point in these lessons is the importance of actively seeking God in His Word. We need Him, don't we? We do. We need the strength that He provides and has promised to provide. Yes, He said, in this world you're going to have tribulation, but be happy in your heart, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. He's overcome death. He's overcome hell. He's overcome the grave. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
You see, that second death, we're not going to take part of. Just a shadow of death. Because it's simply a transformation from here to there. And there is a great place that the Lord has gone and prepared for us. All right. The world is an enemy. We profit from the Word of God when we realize that it's an enemy to be resisted and overcome. And again, uh, I say at the first of the year, we preached on, rather than a New Year's resolution, a New Day's resolution. Because this enemy that must be uh, overcome is here every day. He don't just show up on January the 1st in your mind and say, well, I'm going to do this this year, I'm going to do that this year. No, his influence is here every day, isn't it? And our carnal natures tend to love the things of the world, doesn't it? So we're in this battle. So we've established that the world is the organized kingdom driven by the carnal mind which is enmity against God. So now we understand what's happening in the world around us. It's important that we do. God's Word and the prophecies herein are being played out today. It's all true, and it's all coming true as time progresses. So worldliness is life in the world without God, isn't it? That is the thing that the uh, spiritual, spiritual wickedness in high places is driving everyone toward worldliness, a life without God. So the system of the world is actually to some degree successfully taking God out of all the uh, establishments that it controls. The courthouses take down in God we trust. Do away with all the public things that point to a Redeemer. The world system is pointing and driving everyone to this. The world system, if you uh, proclaim to believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to be put under an umbrella with people that are haters. That's how they are attempting to put a shadow over the true belief of Jesus Christ as Savior. God, not only as a creator and sustainer of all things, but the only way, the only truth, the only life, the only redeemer, trust in him that comes from him, being the only way to salvation, these things are being put down and overshadowed all around us. And we recognize this, but I want you to be of good cheer as the Lord said, because he has absolutely overcome the world. Amen. Turn with me now to 1 John, which is right here behind Peter where we were, in uh, chapter 5. 1 John, chapter 5. So we've established that the world must be overcome. We've established that we see, we realize that the world 
tries to divert our attention from God to other things away from God. All right, 1 John chapter 5 says, verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Verse 3 says, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And Jesus said, Why do you say you love me and you do not the things that I say? For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. No, they're wonderful. They're life-giving. They're life-directing, aren't they? They're wonderful. Verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Do you believe in Jesus Christ this morning? Do you believe that He is the Son of God who came to this earth for the purpose of redeeming those loved ones that God the Father had given Him before the Council Halls of Eternity, before the beginning of the world? For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Again, I ask, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? who came and humbled himself as a little infant and was born into this dark world and lived 33 and a half years in this dark world, yet with no sin. Do you believe that he did it to redeem you, God's child, from the fallen nature that had been passed down onto you from the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? Do you believe that he freely gave this perfect life that he lived? That's what God commanded. That's what God commanded of all of us. But none of us was able to live without sin because we were born in sin. Do you believe that he freely gave that perfect life for you? That he hung on the cross of Calvary and when he did, he had you on his mind? Yeah, that's hard to conceive but he was God he knows all things past present and future you believe that when he died on the cross a symbol of our access to him that he bought and paid for and he was the only one who could have a symbol of our access to him was shown by the ripping of the curtain if you will the veil was ripped from top to bottom Nobody had access to that place where God dwelled in His Shekinah glory except the high priest. But you see, Jesus Christ is our high priest now. Amen. We have access directly to Him because He bought and paid for it with His perfect life. Amen. You believe that in three days He arose from the grave and He had defeated all of your enemies. He said, I have overcome the, of the world. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. You see, we are triumphant, aren't we? Amen. We do have the victory because of what He did. You believe that God sent an angel to roll back the stone because Jesus Christ had satisfied God the Father with His perfect life on your behalf. Well, let's read this again. 
For whatsoever is born of God, 1 John 5, 4, overcometh the world. What did the Lord Jesus tell Nicodemus? He said, you must be born again. And when you have the faith that Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of, then you have that peace that you will overcome the world. You are overcoming the world in your life daily now. You are being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. You believe that Jesus Christ has gone back into heaven and He sits on the right hand of the throne of God and He's making intercession for you? Oh, this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Our God-given faith. All right. Now turn over to the book of Galatians. And I'll close in Galatians chapter... One. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, Verse 4 says, Who gave himself for our sins. Why? That he might deliver us from what? From this present evil world. See, that's not just January the 1st. That's every day, isn't it? This present evil world. That's where we're at, folks. That's where we live. That's where God has put us. To be a light to others. And all of this is according to the will of God and our Father. You see, God's in control. He truly, truly is. And we can rest in Him because He has overcome the world. What a great Savior He is. We praise Him this morning. We ask that God would bless the reading of His Word this morning to the minds and hearts, that we would be strengthened because we needn't deny the fact that we are in a spiritual battle. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you have that faith that is our victory, then you will face the enemy every day, one way or another. You may not recognize him. That's the whole point. That we stay in God's Word and be aware of where we are. Be aware of what's around us. Be aware in God's Word that He has overcome the world. And we can rest and we can stand strong and not fear. For they cannot touch your soul. Nothing can separate you from the love of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. And God the Father who raised him from the dead.